The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you all? <coughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, anyway, that's just an excuse, isn't it? But yeah, believe it or not, I've been kind of recovering from a bit of a cold this last week. In case you haven't, t- in case you can't tell by the voice, yeah, but kind of struggling. The radio show on Fuse FM this week was so much fun. We got so many messages in and everything. It was just, as normal on Fuse. It was great, an amazing show. Well, it was two hours of me doing my utmost not to cough, sneeze and sniffle my way all the way through the show. So unfortunately, I'm still dosed. Uh, so if anybody has any cures out there for the common cold, or some people might have suggested man flu, <laughs> please do get in touch. Yeah, it's not nice, but hey, it's par for the course. It's one of those things. You live in a cold rainy damp country that's it's bound to happen you're bound to get cold anyway enough of me complaining welcome to the big rab show podcast yes we are the show for the piping folk so if bagpipes are your thing you're through to the right place we talk about nothing but bagpipes be it from the competitive circle be it from celtic and folk music scene and all of that good stuff we are the show that covers everything bagpipes so I have to welcome along all of our new listeners, which is why we go through the introduction each week. So, hi to absolutely everyone. Last week's podcast kind of seen a big jump in numbers. Don't quite understand why, but hey, welcome everyone. So, we got an awful lot of an influx there uh, from a lot of new listeners last week. So, welcome, welcome. And if anything, what I'm getting as well is I'm getting a lot of listener mail from people who are going back and listening to previous old episodes and kind of working our way through the back catalogue. Now, there's quite a bit there, to be honest. Over 30-odd episodes now, so quite a lot of listening material there. But, uh, yeah, it's awesome to hear that people are working their way through and, yeah, catching up with us to where we are now. Now, this week has been a funny old week, to be honest, with me kind of suffering through my man flu or my cold there also seems to be a bit of a cold or a man flu in the piping world. The news has been pretty slow at the moment. Now, don't get me wrong, that's not to say that we haven't got any news for you, because we do, we've got plenty. But people are just enjoying the break at the moment. It has been kind of quiet. And if anything, it's around this time of year where our show starts to get messages sent to us, like rumours. Rumour messages. You know how it starts. This is what's affectionately known as the transfer season. Everyone in the pipe band world likes to jump and change and move around to different bands. Or maybe there's new new opportunities present themselves and people move to different bands. So it's the same thing every year. Now what I've noticed, the, long, you know, the longest time we've been doing this, we've been getting messages each. Around September, October time we get a lot of messages 
with people saying, hey, guess who's moved to this band? And guess who's moved to this band? Oh, and they've took two extra drummers with them. And oh, yeah, this guy's gone and he's took three pipers with him. We're getting a lot of that. Now, I mean... A lot. There is a serious amount of it this year. In comparison to previous years, when you maybe hear about maybe three or four big moves happening. But this year has been incredible. The amount of messages we've been getting in saying people have fallen out. They're not talking. They think the band might fold. A lot of people have went and joined this band and non-band. Just so much stuff. It's ridiculous. So... A lot of people wanted me to talk about all of this on the show. They also want me to talk about it on the podcast. Like, guess who's moved here? Oh, man, when do, you, when, the, when do you talk about that on the show? Oh, people will be all sorts of excited to hear it. I have been burned by stuff like this in the past. Now, I'm going to talk, talk from a level of experience. Back whenever I first started the Big Rab Show, you're talking maybe four or five years ago, I reported on one such rumour about a particular piper who had apparently moved from one band to another and turned out that it was completely false. And as soon as I said it on the air and I said, ah, this guy has now moved to play with this band, whew, the amount of messages I got in from members of that pipe band, from the man himself... Actually, you know, messaging into the show and saying, that's complete nonsense, you're lying on the air, I want you to apologise and retract what you just said, it was all a big mess. So what I've learned from that experience is that there may be hundreds of rumours out there about particular moves on the cards and everything, but until I get it from the official source which would be either someone from the band giving me a proper statement to say, yep, yeah, A, B, and C has happened, or even the individual themselves comes forward and says, I have moved, then I don't report it. And that's basically it. So you guys who have been sending me lots of mail, lots of email, lots of Facebook messages, tweets, etc., telling me about movement around the world, yeah, Thank you for a start. Thank you very much for being invested in the show. But I have to be honest in saying that I do try to refrain from reporting such information unless I hear it from the horse's mouth. Kind of, you know what I mean? I would like to get it official from the pipe band. So there you go. That's a bit of a, as far as a statement as I can make. But this past week or two, it's kind of been rumour central. You know, we have been... Inundated with so many stories of so many people moving around different bands, it's kind of hard to keep up with. And a lot of the stories seem to agree with each other, so there may well be a lot of truth in it. But until we hear it from the official source, be it the person who's moved or the band themselves, then yeah, I'm sorry guys, I'll not be bringing those stories to the podcast. Because obviously, either the person doesn't want it all over the press, or the band themselves don't want it publicised all over the place. So, I'm not going to be responsible for that mess. Anyway, there you go. That There you have it. So for everyone who's been messaging in, first off, thank you. But sorry, I won't be talking about any potential moves and stuff, unless I have them confirmed. Right. Let's get to it. We have a normal section that we normally have on the show, Listener Mail. Now, this has been kind of tough this week because we have thrown open the doors on our email account uh, for something else. And a lot of the podcast Listener Mail kind of gets buried in under all of this. We'll get talking about that later in the show. But... 
there was one such email that really caught my attention and that was Chris Shepherd of the City of Albany Pipe Band. What about you Chris? He has texted in and he says, Good day Rab. Uh, he says, I do have a couple of ideas for topics of the week. Why not tap into the show's sponsors? G1. Yeah. Do you know what? G1 have been such good friends of the podcast since the very beginning. I think that's a cracking idea. I would love to get them on the show. You know, have a chat about them and, yeah, just see what makes them tick. He says, uh, what separates G1 from everyone else? He said, so many bands use their reeds and quite a few also use their chanters as well. Aside from the possible promotion that G1 may get from the interview, it would be fascinating to hear from them. So, that, hey, there you go. I would, all, would That's a great idea, Chris, to be honest. And so, yeah, shout out to G1. I want to get an interview with you guys on the podcast. There you go. So I will be in contact with you. He says, not forgetting the others who get promotion on the show, and that would be the Pipe Band Hub, Loud Pipes Visual Media, House of Piping, and the newest one, Lone Star Pipe, Lone Star Piper. Now, to be honest, these guys are all patrons of the show. These guys are kind of paying for perks. If you guys are familiar with our Patreon, that's how that works. That's kind of a particular perk if you reach a certain level. Uh, if you donate so much per month, then you get a certain perk. Uh, and this is what that is. Basically, these guys are helping support what we do. So, yeah, they are getting a little mention on the show. Now, the Pipe Band Hub has been a long-term friend here of the Rab Show. And, yeah, it's just awesome to give them a shout. Loud Pipes, Visual Media, of course, as well. Also a good long-time friend. And the House of Piping and Lone Star Piping, all these all these guys are all patrons. They're not sponsors. G1 is our main sponsor. So that's just to clear that up. You know, normally the little section in the middle of the podcast each week has a little mention of each one of these guys to give them a wee plug and just to say thanks, basically, because, yeah, they're helping support what we do. So, yeah, who knows? We might get chatting to the guys at the Pipe Band Hub or the Loud Pipes Visual Media or the House of Piping. You know, we might get chatting to some of these guys later as we roll into the winter months. It might be good to hear from them. And he says, another topic popped into his head. It occurred when you were talking about the amount of bands competing at the Worlds and the times of play that they were announced for each of the bands and ensuing delays. Yeah, we had to talk about this. And he said, stewards are the unsung heroes of competitions. Now, I have to completely agree. They are really the unsung heroes. So, uh, so the stories that some of the stewards would tell would be incredibly interesting. Okay, disclosure time, he says. Before ticking up the pipes, I had stewarded for a few years and still do when the schedule allows. So there you go, Chris. Yeah, I could be talking to you, pal, and talking about some of the stories that you stewards would have. You do have a thankless task, really. Do you know what I mean? It is a difficult job stirring these bands around to get them to the arena on time. So I'll take my hat off to you sometimes. And let me see. And finally, as you're a fan of his and he is a fan of yours, why not have an interview with Fred Morrison? <laughs> well, Chris, yeah, that's on this week's podcast. Yes. In case you weren't listening to the live show last night on Fuse, we're bringing you a pretty special interview with Fred Morrison. And we'll get chatting, chatting about that later on the podcast. He says, by the way, who won the drone flow system? Yeah, who won the drone flow system? That is yet to be announced. I have all the entries all sitting. I have them all kind of printed out and everything. All I have to do really is draw one out. And yeah, I have them there. Chris, do not fear. 
they will be drawn shortly. If anything, I'll probably bring that announcement to next week's podcast because I did give you up until the end of August, so this is now technically the start of September. So, yeah, it's my bad. I've been suffering with this man flu. I know it's not an excuse, but, yeah, I need to get that done. I will draw the winner for the drone flow system, rest assured. He said, keep up the great stuff on the radio show and here on the podcast. Sincerely, Chris Shepard. Chris, you are amazing, my friend. Thank you very much for your listener mail. Really appreciate it. If anything, I really appreciate it whenever any of you guys send messages into the show because it's just awesome to hear from you to to begin with. Plus, that opportunity to answer questions or anything to do with the podcast or the radio show or just the piping and drumming in general, it's just awesome to get a bit of interaction. So, if you guys have anything you want to ask at all, any questions, suggestions for topic of the week, any even a shout-out or anything to say hello to our Jimmy down the road, feel free. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Right, that time where I break open my script, it's time for the piping news. Now, I've been talking about this for this last number of weeks. The All-Ireland solos are this weekend. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, of course, but it's Saturday the 16th of September. It's going to be held in the Trinity School in Dublin, and the full draw for the All-Ireland Solos is now available on the RSPBANI website. If you haven't checked it out yet, the reason why I'm mentioning it again is to urge you to go and check it out, because there's some pretty big names competing in there looking for that All-Ireland title, so... Yeah, it's looking like the solo circuit has kind of kicked off with a bang. So, wow, really looking forward to the All-Ireland Solos this weekend. I want to wish everyone the very best of luck. Uh, Especially shout out to our bass drummers, by the way, who are going down down there to compete and hopefully lift themselves a medal. Uh, Yeah, the solo bass drumming thing has kind of only really kicked off recently. So, anyway, best of luck to our bass drummers. I really do wish you the best of luck. I hope everyone competing at the All-Ireland Solos this weekend has the best tune. And we will bring you the results Next week on the podcast. Right, as I said, this past weekend saw the legend that is Mr. Fred Morrison. He was here in Northern Ireland in the Alley Theatre in Strabane. He played to an absolute packed house. The place was bunged out and to be fair, he brought the house down. Fred Morrison normally does. He knows how to perform and this guy just play to a standing ovation. He was just incredible. So, Fred also on the day held workshops for everyone interested in learning from the legends. And, uh, yeah, we have a pretty special interview with Fred Morrison coming later on the show. The title of this week's podcast is Interviews. We have quite a lot of interviews to bring you this week because we've been stockpiling them for a little while because we wanted to do such an episode as this. Now, Whenever I went to meet Fred Morrison in Strabane, uh, it was just awesome, just hanging out with Fred Morrison. Fred had so many questions, actually, about the show, because, I, yeah, I'm not blowing my own trumpet here, but I do think Fred listens to the show quite often. So, hey, hello to Fred, if you're listening. Thank you very much for tuning in, pal. It's kind of weird. I'm a massive fan of Fred Morrison, and he seems to be, in turn, a fan of what we're doing here, so that's kind of strange. But... No, it was cool to catch up with Fred and just chat about the piping world and what he's doing with himself. And if anything, this is a podcast exclusive. I haven't brought this to the live show. In fact, all the interviews you're about to hear on the rest of this podcast are all podcast exclusives. Yeah, we haven't brought this to the live show at all. So this is just for you podcast listeners. This episode's kind of special. 
But this one in particular is for Fred Morrison fans. You guys are going to want to hear what he has to say, especially whenever he's talking about what he's going to be doing next year. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of interesting. That's coming up later. Okay, bands that are currently recruiting. I swear this list is getting longer and longer and longer. Ballycone pipe band. After a strong couple of years now in Grade 4A, they're looking for players who fancy the chance to hit the grass with the Red Devils in 2018. Now, this they've kind of put this in their mission statement that they're wanting to push out in Grade 4A this year and hopefully do really well and gain promotion to 3B. What they're trying to do is push up the grades, but they need the numbers. So, they're asking members, or players, sorry, they're asking for members, uh, players of all levels of experience, be it complete beginner or the very experienced, they're looking for you guys to contact them via their social media as they try to push out for 2018. Ballycone Pipe Band, of course, we know them from their grade 1 heydays. Amazing band. And it's just, yeah, they're trying to rebuild. So they're at that kind of stage where they're basically recruiting the same as any other pipe band would. So here they are, grade 4A, and they're looking to thunder their way up through the grades to make it back up to the top spot. So, if you are interested, there you are. The doors are open at Ballycone. You can go and contact them on their social media. Now, other such bands that are recruiting as well are Brushane and District, Blairian District, Manor Cunningham, Listener Mulligan, Bally Breast, Tamla Acrilli, Gory Pipe Band, Rivara, Harry Ferguson Memorial. Man, this I've got a the list goes on. And I know I'm missing pipe bands every time I start reading this list. But we do have a pretty long list of pipe bands who are just really, really hungry for membership. They're they're really looking players to come and help them out. So there hasn't been a better time to want to learn or even just to have a go or yeah. If you're an ex player, perhaps you know, and you maybe have the itch again, and you thought, ah, you know, I'll maybe lift the sticks again and have a wee rattle with these guys. Now is the best time because we're rolling into the winter months now, where everyone's going to be starting to learn new material. It's possibly the best time. So our matchmaking service has had another success story. We have now successfully managed to pair three people up with pipe bands. So that's not bad. So yeah, the Rab Show has a matchmaking service. We are asking you if you are interested in learning or picking the sticks up and chanter again, then get in contact with us. We have a bit of a service running at the moment where we will put you in contact with a pipe band that's local to you. So if you're here in the UK or be you in the States, Canada and Australia and New Zealand, wherever you may be listening to this podcast, we will do our best to hook you up with a pipe band that's close to you. Because this time of year is when bands are hungry and they're actively seeking people to go and help them out. So now is the best time to go and have a go. Even if you're retired, say you're in your 60s and 70s and you've thought to yourself, you know, I always wanted to have a go at that. Then why not just do it? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So now is the best time. Get in contact with ourselves here in the Rab Show and we will do our best to hook you up with a pipe band close to you. And hey, the rest of it is history, as they say. So at the minute, our show has put three people on the grass with various pipe bands. So 
hey, that is just awesome. It's what our show really loves to do, and that's get people involved and out on the grass. So, who knows, we might snap a couple of selfies with them whenever the season rolls around again. Anyway, let's look at things. More piping news. Have you seen this? The Las Vegas Pipe Band. As soon as I mention their name, everyone's going to go, oh, yeah. (laughs) The Las Vegas Pipe Band this past weekend released part one of Inside the Circle, featuring me. Now, it was really, really weird, to be honest, uh, to be interviewed, to be sitting in the chair and not asking the questions, but answering them. So the video turned out amazing i have to say full props to the guys at the las vegas pipe band andy and josh they've done an amazing job uh if anything uh, i have no clue I, I honestly can't remember what they asked me never mind what i actually said so whenever i watched part one i was kind of like everybody else and just seeing it for the first time and on that video yeah i tell the story of my most embarrassing moment which was yeah i can't it's still Uh, Yeah, it's out there now. Do you know? It's one of those things. (laughs) So, if you haven't seen it yet, go and check it out. The Las Vegas Pipe Band YouTube channel. And they have it all up there. Inside the Circle Part 1. Where, yeah, basically I answer a series of questions on me, on the Rab Show, and all sorts of different stuff. If anything, looking forward to Part 2. Just to see what I said. Because I honestly, the whole thing passed in a blink of an eye and no sooner did he said hey rab welcome to inside the circle to okay rab thanks and that was it and i was like what what just happened what what did i say i kind of had a bit of an outer body experience so (laughs) it was very weird watching back at the video with me being interviewed but well worth checking out if if anything i think it's, it's good crack and if you are wanting wanting a little bit of insight into the rab show and what makes us all tick Uh, especially myself because it was about me being very self-centered but yeah if you are interested at all go and check it out you'll get some information on the show right so there you go the las vegas pipe band released part one of inside the circle don't know when part two will be we have had a number of messages saying ah where's part two we don't know i'll have to wait for the las vegas guys to put it together so that's to come let's talk about good friends of the show ross ainsley and ali hutton Yeah, bit of exciting news on their behalf. They've just announced their autumn tour schedule. Now, the reason why this is exciting is because they have a pretty special show at the very end of it. So let's talk through their dates. It's mostly through the month of October. And they're going to Findhorn, Ullapool, Glassell by Bankery, Liverpool, Bristol, Bury and London. So it's all within the UK. So that may disappoint a lot of you guys living internationally and even myself here in Northern Ireland. They're not coming over here. But yeah, in London, that gig in London especially is pretty special because Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton are obviously hitting the stage, but they're going to be there with the giants that are Braybrack. So, wow, what a gig to see Braybrack and Ross and Ali hit the stage. That's going to be a show that you're not going to want to miss. So if you're in the London area at all, Go and check it out. It's up. All the full details of where it is and where you can get tickets and stuff for all of those uh, venues are all up on Ross's and Ross and Ali's Facebook page. Well worth checking out. Now, I did say most of these dates are all within the UK, but they have yet to announce their winter tour schedule. So who knows? They may be coming to a venue near you. 
I'm hoping on hope that they might jump across the Irish Sea and head to here for Northern Ireland for a gig. Uh, with a bit of luck. Hopefully. Ross. Ali. You know. Shameless. Yep. Come on. Come on over. <laughs> it will be awesome to see. But hey. We're waiting on their winter tour schedule. That's to come. We'll wait and see. Now. Let's talk about the city of Liverpool tattoo. Now this was just recently announced. Not long after the Belfast tattoo. The city of Liverpool tattoo has slowly been ramping up. If you have seen any of the details available on their Facebook page, they have been releasing details of some of the acts that are going to be appearing on the floor. Now, looking at this already, it's building up to be quite a launch and a half. Some of the acts you have already seen before in the Belfast tattoo, and we already know that they're awesome, but yeah, some of these acts that just come into the Liverpool one, I've never seen before, and I'm thinking... I'm going to really want to check this out. Now, probably the biggest news to hit us for us piping fans for the City of Liverpool tattoo is that the senior drum major for the Mass Pipes and Drums will be drum major Brian Wilson, MBE. Now, as we all know, Brian Wilson, yeah, he's kind of he's retired from competitive circles. He's now mostly judging, so it will be kind of awesome to see Brian, yeah, <laughs> doing what he does because we don't get to see it too often now so yeah you get to see Mr Brian Wilson MBE performing live on the floor that would be something awesome now if you are interested and you do want to go to the city of Liverpool Tattoo get along to the city of Liverpool Tattoo.com early bird tickets are available you can go and grab them now and if anything I would suggest that you do because this is the this is what do you call it the inaugural I think it's the first one, basically. It's the first City of Liverpool tattoo. And I dare say the tickets will go pretty quick. So if you do have a chance to get your early bird tickets, please do go and grab them now. It's going to be well worth a shot. Trust me. Right. Uh, right. Uh, I'm choking. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's not so empathetic. Let's talk about the Big Rab Show Awards. Yeah, this is possibly the biggest story that's came from ourselves this past week. The Big Rab Show Awards. Now, you guys on the podcast may not have been privy to this, but we run the Big Rab Show Award, Awards every year. Last year was our first year running it. And to be fair, it was possibly the most interaction we have ever had with our audience. We have received hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages and all sorts about these about the awards. It was just incredible. So what is the Big Rab Show Awards? Well, first and foremost, we won't be giving out any trophies. There'll be no cash reward. We won't be actually dishing out anything of monetary value. All we are giving is bragging rights. Now, what I mean by bragging rights is that you can go into the beer tent and say, Hey, my band won this. And the Big Rab Show Awards. Ha! Where did your band come? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of thing. Now, what makes our awards completely different from possibly any other awards that are given out, this is done by you guys. The Big Rab Show Awards is wide open to the general public. It's wide, wide open to you guys, the listeners of the Big Rab Show. So as much as it's kind of me putting this all together, me and team, sorry, putting this all together, this is very much your awards. Now, we have categories. 
Yeah, that we are asking you guys to email us in your nominations. Now, I'm sure you might have seen this on our Facebook page, but I'll go through it anyway. Because we just announced the categories there yesterday. And the emails have been coming in thick and fast to bigrabshow at gmail.com. Remember I was saying earlier that getting listener mail was difficult because it was getting buried. But hey, this is why it's getting buried. It's getting buried by people nominating bands and different things. Let's go through the categories. Most Improved Band of 2017 is the first category. Best Flourishing. Most Emotional Moment. Best Dressed Band. Best Beard. Coolest Bass Drum. Coolest Drums. Best Concert of 2017. Best Social Media. And the Big Rab Show Legend Award. And Best venue there you go there you have it that was our list of categories you can nominate whoever you please and for whatever reason you please now i have to say possibly one of the most hotly contested one would be best beard there's so many guys out there with massive big beards that really want to win this award now i'm not kidding on last year's big rap show awards Probably the most thing that was hotly contested was the Best Beard Award. And I don't know why, but there you go. I can tell you, last year's Best Beard Award went to Gus Sickard of uh, Inverarian District. You know the snare drummer? Now that guy does have quite a beard. And uh, possibly a well-deserved winner of Best Beard 2016. So who knows who we're going to get what i'm asking you guys to do at the moment is to email me in your nominations who do you think should win most improved band of 2017 who do you think should win most emotional moment who do you think should win best concert of 2017 we're asking you guys to go through all the categories and nominate who you think should win email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com what we're going to be doing with all of these emails, now I have to say we've had well over maybe a hundred and something odd already and it's only been a day. So yeah, the nominations are coming in thick and fast. What we're going to be doing on the team is that we're going to draw a line under it, possibly the end of next week. And then we're going to go through all of the nominations and then choose, basically. Because we have noticed there. Uh, for instance, say Best Beard, and maybe the same name keeps coming up over and over and over again, well then that person will definitely deserve a nomination. Or if in the case where there is something that maybe piques our interest, say the most emotional moment, and us on the team actually you know, read the nomination and think to ourselves, well, yeah, maybe that, mm, yeah, we never thought of that. You know what I mean? So us on the Rab Show team will probably have the final say, but... Yeah, we really want to hear all of your nominations, who you think should win what award. And yeah, we will collate all of the emails and put the nomination list together. And then we'll throw it open to you guys. The rest will be history, as they say. You guys get the opportunity to vote for who you think should win what. And that's what makes our awards so special because they're voted for by you guys. So you can't actually point the finger and say, Rab, that was a bunch of nonsense. That was complete. What the heck are you thinking? No, because I can wash my hands of it and say, hey, you guys voted for it. So it's got nothing to do with me. (laughs) 
Plausible deniability, I think that's called. So there you go. The Big Rab Show Awards are now begun. That's kind of special. It's a lot of work, but it is kind of special because it is for you guys. And I don't think the piping world has ever really had an award like this. You know, it's kind of it's a bit of fun. There's no monetary value, as I've said, but there is bragging rights. I have actually been speaking to Gus Sickert, who won a Beard of the Year last year, and he's quite proud of that fact. In fact, he goes around telling people sometimes that he's the Beard of the Year winner 2016. <laughs> Do you know, stuff like that. So, hey, if you play in a pipe band that believe that you have the coolest bass drum, or you think that, you know, your band was actually in the best concert of 2017, or you think for a fact that your band was the most improved band of 2017, we want to hear from you. Get in your nominations now. Email them in bigrabshow at gmail.com and yeah, us and the team will be furiously sorting through all the emails and putting the nomination list together for you guys, the general public, the listeners of the show, to vote for who you think should win. So there you go. The Big Rab Show Awards have started. The doors are open. Right. It's time for me to go get myself a big mug of tea. And yeah. Time to start possibly something very special. It's not a topic of the week as such. But we've been stockpiling these bad boys for a while now. It's time for the topic of the week. Looking to book more gigs? Or maybe you're just a busker looking for more work. House of Piping connects bagpipers with clients looking to hire. Member profiles include an image gallery, contact information, a link to your website and audio-video recordings. All with full 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow for an exclusive membership discount. Again, that's houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow and get piping. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Pipe Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Yes, indeed. There you go. Now, that was all the shameless plugs out of the road. Now, speaking of shameless plugs, I have to give a special shout-out, first of all, to our patrons. Yes, Mr. Jeremy Downs, of course, thehouseofpiping.com, and lonestarpiper.com, and Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome sauce. Thank you so much for supporting what we do. There's your shameless plug, guys. Thank you so much. Right. Let's get into it. Topic of the week. The topic this week, of course, is 
interviews. We have got quite a selection of interviews for you this week. Now we have been stockpiling these and some of them, I still can't believe that we managed to get the opportunity to talk to these people. So let's, by way of introduction, let's first of all start off with this interview. Andrew, who works on the Big Rab Show team, was over there for Piping Live this year. And whenever he was there, he managed to catch up with such a piping legend that he just simply had to grab an interview with him. And first of all, I have to say a massive thank you to Andrew, because this is his first time interviewing anyone, and I think he's done an amazing job. So well done, Andrew. Uh, So, yeah, kudos to you. So here is Andrew from the Big Rab Show, Chatting with none other than Willie McCallum. I'm here with uh, Willie McCallum, and uh, thank you very much for having a wee chat with me. And uh, and I want to say congratulations for winning the Glenfiddich MSR recently, just last year. And uh, I really enjoyed your uh, recital there. Your pipes are sounding lovely. Aye, well that's a different set from usual. Usually play for competitions and stuff, uh, an old set of Henderson's from the 1890s, but I've been playing today, I was playing um, a set of um, McCray's made at McCallum, so right. McCray bagpipes, so um, they were just, they were, they're not made in the 1890s, they were made in February this year, so, so um, yeah, I was quite happy with them, you know. Oh, sounds lovely, and they're steady as a rock. Yeah, very steady, yeah. 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 Uh, looking back in your career, uh, is there any, do you have any favourite moment that stands out in, in all your success? And, uh, and there's one or two, I think, probably. Um, I, probably th- I think probably when I won the gold medal in Vanessa, that was a huge thing because that was one of the, the, that was the first really, really big prize I won, you know, so that was in 1989, seems a while ago now, but that, I remember being so excited with that and, and it kind of, I kind of was. I suppose you know it's a it's a pinnacle, but it it's um <laughs> it's only the start of things because then you you're moving up to the you know the clasp and the, the senior peabrook and all that. So it was a great moment, and probably that one's memorable. And the other one would probably be the first time I won the Glenfiddich, because um, I didn't actually think I would be able to. <laughs> so. Um, it was quite a, it was quite a, you know, I played well that day, but I didn't think ever I would win it. So it was, a, it was that was a, that was a kind of boyhood dream because I'd been to hear it when I was at the school, and I always thought it'd be great to, to be able to play there and then even win it. So that was that's that'd be the two standouts, you know. I thought lead, lead on uh, the next week question. Uh, growing up uh, in the early days of piping, is there anybody that you looked up to and? You enjoyed listening to and yeah, I would say that you know above all probably was um, would be Hugh McCallum, who was my uncle, and uh, you know I got a lot of a lot of tuition from him, and also just guidance, just watching him playing and tuning. And he was a great role model in terms of a bagpipe as well as technique and music, you know. So he's um, he was a he was a big one. There's a lot of others that have, you know that. I used to really admire when I would hear them play. Um, there's probably too too many to mention them all, you know. But you kind of it's part of your life experience hearing great players, you know. Have you any advice for any young solo players that are starting out in their career, even then? I think I think probably the biggest thing is is 
it's, it's really hard work and talent only takes you so far away. Um, and you're always trying to be looking to improve, no matter how well you play, you know. So you're always a student of piping, regardless of your age or your experience. So and I, I still think that way myself, you know, we're all still learning. So hard work gets you gets you the rest of the way. The talent's good, but without the hard work, it doesn't happen. You've been involved at uh, Bernatine recently, is that right? Uh, the, the dry flow moisture? Yes. Could you tell yes. me a bit, a bit about it? Yeah, yeah. well, it's a new product we brought out this year. Um, and what we're trying to do there was just to try and have a, a product that was really light and uh, would be you know, keeping, keeping a drone steady and dry. And, and for me, that's a big thing because I, I know I'm a wet blower. So, um, you know, for me, it was looking for something that would just be rock steady, but would, would last a while as well, because, you, you know, you, there's a lot of the systems you have to change them all the time, so I can get a, a whole week out of, out of a set of these, so I'm happy with that, so, I, you know, I, I, I play it, and a lot of really good players are playing it now as well, so that's a good recommendation for me, you know, yeah. that people like it, you know. Yeah. Will you be heading to the... Worlds, uh, well, bands, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there on Saturday, I would be there on Friday, um, but I'll be there on Saturday as well, so looking forward to hearing some of the tunes. Yeah. Uh, have you any predictions, what do you think? So many friends playing all the top bands, you know, yeah. I, I would, it would be, you know, for any of them that, that would be, that whoever wins it will deserve it, I know that, and, and uh, because the, ba the bands are playing at such a high level and I know the work that goes into it so whoever wins deserves it just for sheer hard work and great musical ability so um, it would be, I've, I've probably got in my head who I think might win it and who I would like to win it more than anybody but I'm better not say Thank you very much for talking to me no, It's a pleasure And all the best the rest of the season Thanks very much Andy Thank you Cheers man Thanks Wow there you have it. The legend that is Mr. Wally McCallum. What an interview. Well, wasn't that awesome to hear from him? So, yeah, there you go. That's the first one. Talk about, yeah, kicking things off with style. Now, as I said, Andrew was there at the Pipe and Life Festival and he got chatting to Wally, but he also managed to get chatting to another piping legend. Now, you guys are also going to be really... Uh, even at this, I've listened to this a bunch of times now and it's just fantastic. Still can't believe we managed to snag this interview. But here's Andrew with Roddy McLeod. Hello, I'm here with uh, Mr. Roddy McLeod. And, uh, uh, how, how are you getting on, Roddy? Doing fine. We're just uh, midway through the festival and so it's all been good. And uh, yeah, we're really happy with how things are. That's, uh, that's, uh, it's been, there's been so many great events so far. And, yeah. and uh, is there any events that have, have really stuck out? Uh, it's, oh, it's really hard to just sort of single anyone or anything out. It's, it's just been really quite exciting. We had a nice start to the week with what we call the Pipe and Live Big Band. And that's something anyone of any standard or age can get involved in. And we did a little parade down through the streets of Glasgow to raise money for the Glasgow Children's Hospital. So it was just a really nice way to start the festival and it got a great reception from the people in Glasgow. So... That's one of the events that we do. That uh, yeah, that was a nice one. Hey, I'm uh, thinking back on your really successful career, and 
Has, has there only been a, any highlight, special moments that really stand out to you? In my pipe, my own piping career. Piping career. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's, there's, there's been a few, and you get to a point where you've maybe prizes that you dreamed that you would you would win, and when you achieve them, you just it's such a wonderful feeling. And I suppose in the world of solo piping, the Glenfiddich Championships is a big one and so for me to win it in October of last year which is the fifth time that was a really amazing moment for me personally uh, I remember watching that live stream was oh you had a lo- lovely pipe and that's a great tune Rob's asked me to ask this question now mm-hmm. what's your favourite cheese? my favourite cheese? yeah well, that's a difficult one. I tend to go for strong cheeses. I'm quite fond of a gorgonzola. So there you go. Alright, very good. Uh, Is there any reason for that question? I don't know. Just a random question. Yeah. Uh, growing up uh, in your early career, even when you started piping, like, uh, was who 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 do you think that uh, maybe it had an impact in your in playing? playing? Uh, well, there'd be a, a number of people. Um, my father was a particular fan of Donald McLeod, and he always told me to try and copy what Donald McLeod would do. And of course, um, he was, I think, many people's hero in piping. Um, so Donald McLeod, uh, when I was coming into piping, Donald was still around and judging, but I always loved his compositions and uh, his music. But then. As I was making my way in the solos, there would be pipers such as um, one of Donald McLeod's great pupils, Pipe Major Ian Morrison, and other army pipers like Pipe Major Angus MacDonald, and of course Donald McPherson as well, who, um, there's so many, it's, it'd be, it's hard to say, there's so many, Ian McFadden and yeah. Hugh McCallum, uh, big influences as well. Yeah. Uh, what, how, what about Spare to Scotland? You're not out this year. Are you hoping to get out again, do you think? Uh, well, no, there's no plans. Uh, there's also no money. <laughs> <laughs> so we would need to uh, have a real uh, good strategy in place if it was ever to happen. And of course, none of us are getting any younger, you know. So yeah. <laughs> uh, there isn't any plans at this point, but you never say never, eh? Uh, what about the uh, RGM chanter? Uh, Yes. Can you t- t- talk a bit about that. Well, thanks for asking about the chanters. Um, the the solo chanter is um, going well. I've been playing it myself for several years now, and it hopefully proved uh, that you know it's a good chanter. Absolutely. Um, the it's on to a second version actually a couple of years ago. Just a slight alteration to some of the bottom hand spacing. And uh, I think it's a more comfortable chanter now for, for, for anyone who's tried it. So that, I hope, is, you know, it's getting into the hands of a lot of very good players playing at a very high level, so I'm pleased about that. And uh, the band chanters, as you know, we used them as Spirit of Scotland last year and we were all very happy. And I'm delighted that like, the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland are playing them and you can hear some fantastic recordings of them and they're finding them so easy to work with. And there's the third chanter, which is the, the ensemble chanter. 
which is a B flat, and uh, so that's um, been going well as well. Uh, so for people in folk groups or military bands, or you know, so there's the three, the three sides to it. Yeah, a great, a great chanter. Uh, uh, I've, I've had the privilege of having some lessons from you myself, Roddy, and uh, maybe one of the best lessons I've ever had. Some, uh, have you any uh, advice for any young solo players or even anyone starting out? Mm-hmm. What, what this should be? What it should at? be working uh, on? Yeah. Well, I think you can't underestimate the value of working on the basic technique, making sure that uh, you don't forget to practice exercise routines. You know, with doublings and turlures and throws and grips and just making sure that everything is clean and clear. And it's good to practice all these movements really slowly and then build them up to the proper speed. And I, I think sometimes when people start learning tunes and playing tunes, they think, oh, that's me, I'm finished with all that now. I don't need to do the exercises anymore. And so my advice would be to not forget that and make sure that they always address their technique because without the technique being secondary to your thought process uh, when you're playing the music it might then start to get in the way of the music and so the music comes out much better you can think more freely about the music if you're not worrying about your technique and so that would be my advice uh, will you will you be heading over to the any of the the worlds of Friday or Saturday? I will be. I'm planning to be there on Saturday, so um, it's always a great day, and I'm looking forward to it. Have you any predictions? Uh, are you I wouldn't like to make any predictions at all. <laughs> I mean, okay. I know the. I suppose the front runners are uh, Field Marshal and Inverary, and uh, of course Inverary had a, a, a great year this year. And, Slightly edged it on the number of wins this year, so that really, um, you know, throws down the challenge to Field Marshal. But they've got a habit of rising to the challenge always, and uh, they're a fantastic, wonderful band. So you couldn't call it. I don't think I I would hate to be the person to have to call it anyway. Well, thank you very much for speaking to me, Roddy, and all the best the rest of the festival. Thank you very much. Thanks. Good, Good to see Andrew as well. There you have it. That was Mr. Roddy McLeod. Awesome. Awesome to get catching up with those guys at Piping Live. And if anything, thank you so much uh, for both of you, both Willie and Roddy, both for chatting to us on the show. It's also awesome to hear from you. And to Andrew as well. That's his first attempt at interviewing. I think think he'd done a standout job. So well done, Andrew. Now, recently, in the not-too-distant past, maybe a few weeks ago now, I got chatting to a guy that's very well-known here locally. Now, for you guys living internationally, you may not know who this person is, but I will introduce him, first of all, as the pipe major of the New Zealand Police Pipe Band, Mr. Emmett Conway. Emmett actually managed to meet me outside my day job. I was working, and I've been trying to organise an interview with Emmett now for most of the summer when he was over here, because Emmett came flying home from New Zealand back to Northern Ireland because he was going to play with the Field Marshal Montgomery. So Emmett came home and yeah, I kept saying, Emmett, we'll see you when you're here, man. I have to get chatting to you on the show, pal. It would be awesome to hear from you and hear what's happening with the New Zealand police. And Emmett said, yeah, no problem, Rad, not a bother. Now, 
this came right down to the wire and none of us could work out any free time. And if anything, this was recorded on my lunch break <laughs> from my day job. Emmett actually drove to my work, came and met me and sat and chatted all about bands and what was going on with himself, with the field marshal and with New Zealand police. It was just awesome to catch up with Emmett. So Emmett, I have to thank you, pal, for making the time to call up and see me outside my day job. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, yeah, record another interview and just shoot the breeze, as they say, and have a good old yarn about what's happening at New Zealand Police. So, without further ado, here's Emmett Conway, the Pipe Major of the New Zealand Police. None other on the show joining me here is Pipe Major of the New Zealand Police Pipe Band, Mr Emmett Conway. What about you, Emmett? Hey, you, Rob. Not too bad. <laughs> Grant, and here, this is your second interview in my car, mate. Uh-huh. We're making a habit of this. <laughs> I know. Only <laughs> get this sort of thing. Exactly. We're going to have to get a proper spot to interview. But, right, uh, let's chat about the New Zealand Police by bands. Because you guys have had kind of an interesting season since I was last talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, more so, as soon as the New Zealand season seemed to finish, you made the announcement saying that you're not coming over to the world. That's right, yeah. How did you just get to that position? <clears throat> well, the band's been going to the World Pipe Band Championships, Rob, now for... Um, three years and the way the, the, the New Zealand scene um, season finishes on March mm. and then all of a sudden you have obviously the preparation to go for the Worlds in August the yeah. band has been going non-stop for three years basically two years under myself and one one year under ex-pipe major Ian Robinson yeah. I was just getting a stage that we needed a break we all needed a break including myself and obviously families as well need a break where they haven't been going on family holidays and so there's a lot of money invested in into that trip um, well, certainly, f- from yeah. individuals mm-hmm. and so we t- you know t- it makes perfect sense that we, we took a break this year and we go back the harder next year that's so. it so well if anything whenever we heard the story and we reported it on the show a lot of people were talking about the expense of bringing bands up from New Zealand mm-hmm. is that still a big factor for yourself oh mass- massive Rob um like I think, I think somebody worked out it's, it costs an average per person mm. um, between six and eight thousand dollars, and that's including flights, <laughs> you know, your travel, um, time yeah. off work. Some people get it unpaid. That's um, right. Yeah. It costs a lot of money, but doing that three or four years in a row, it soon counts up to a, definitely does, <laughs> a yeah. massive amount. So yes, expense is is mm. one of the main the main issues, and obviously time away from family was another factor that we had to consider. Yeah. But everybody, we're all off, we're all. Uh, reading off the same hand page, mm. we all agreed that it was the right thing to do, and uh, go back next year, bigger, better, stronger. There you go. So, with that in mind, then what have you been spending your time doing? Now you're on a break. Mm-hmm. Pipers don't have breaks. <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. No, we we finished the national championships in Nelson in March. Um, yeah. With the view that we were going to take a good three months off, um, and then um, we've actually some exciting news that we're going to be doing a. Uh, concert, a pre-Nationals uh, concert on the Thursday, the 8th of March, oh, um, before right. the Nationals this year in Rotorua. Um, <laughs> so we've been we've been planning ahead for that, getting all the music out. Um, we have some very exciting news that Brayback from Scotland has come over to to do the concert with us. Um, oh, awesome, Brayback, so love that band. They're, uh, we're absolutely chuffed to get them over. Yeah. And Callum McCrimmon and the crew's coming over and they're going to be spending the, the week before with us and getting everything nailed. We want this to be um, a real hit. Awesome. And I think I think yeah. if, it, if it is a real hit that we'll continue to do it 
um, every year, you know, annually oh, to right. give something to aim towards, and also yeah. some fun. You know, some of the band members have never done anything like this before. Yeah. Um, so it gets them exposed to what it's like in a, a concert setup, concert environment, and to learn a different, really style of tunes as well. That's it. Get away from MSRs for a while. That's, aye, that's <laughs> it. Um, and a lot of you know different areas of Scottish traditional music, and there's going to be a few wee, um, fun sets through in there that will will. We're putting together at the minute. We'll not spoil too much. Oh, well, that's me being a radio guy. Will it be recorded at all? Will I be able to bring anything <laughs> to, the, to the show? Well, we we did talk about live streaming it, but we want to, Rob, see how the ticket sales go before we do that. Otherwise, right. everybody will be sitting in their home on Facebook and <laughs> too stingy to pay in. So, no, we, we don't know. <laughs> at this stage, we've talked about it, and at the end of the day, it comes down to cost yeah. and obviously hassle um, if we can pull it off but I'll keep you posting that one please do please do yeah so as far as yourself personally then away from the band you've been playing with the FM cheekily this last wee while how did that all work out oh well um, the band decided they weren't going and I honestly wasn't going to go to tell Scott myself and I just said like everybody else I needed a break um, and obviously the cost the cost side of things as well yeah yeah. and him that I had and him that I had and I said jeez I don't think I could <laughs> I don't think I could be sitting in New Zealand when the World Championship was oh, on. So yeah. <laughs> I got in touch with Richard. I sent him an email, and I knew that it was you know that he's he's got his guest players in. He, I'll yeah. accept if he doesn't you know he doesn't need me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he was happy for me to come back in, and I cool. was happy to learn the stuff and I get stuck into it. And uh, I practiced hard um, every night for a couple of hours mm. six weeks prior to the world's go through everything wow. and yeah. I was just making sure you know obviously a lot of personnel has changed in the band mm-hmm. I was just making sure that I was still going to be good enough <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't going to get given a soft seat oh, so no yeah. everything worked out very well for me and I, I'll be honest I really enjoyed it Rob mm. just getting in as a player again not having to worry about um 20, 20 other players and yeah. um, not having to worry about 20 other sets of pipes I just worried about my own pipes I worried about my own make sure I wasn't making any mistakes make sure I was on the money mm. I was listening and was learning and getting on with it and it was good just to do that even though it was at the you know FM the yeah. the higher in intensity of the grade it's, it, was, it was a lot more relaxing than I thought it was going to then, be to be honest from being in the PM shoes it's bound to be a total different oh, dynamic uh, there yeah <laughs> it's great it's uh, great so then, but for yourself, then how was your world championships? How did you find it this year? Excellent! I thought the the band performed um, two superb performances. We certainly wouldn't have done again, uh, that's mm. for sure. And we were, we were very happy. Generally, the consensus around the band was um, they were extremely happy with the performances, and it, it just just wasn't our day. And and mm. congrats and fair play to Linverine District. They've been knocking at the door there. That's three or four yeah. years. Um, it was only a matter of time. So, no, we, you know, we're all happy for Inverary, and and um, we've all a lot of good friends in that band. We we doubt and we we partied with them that night, and That's it. the next day, the early hours, <laughs> the next day too. So, no, it was great. We really enjoyed it. Oh, great. Uh, if anything, I was going to say probably a big congratulations because Richard had a small smile on his face as he was leaving the arena. <laughs> so that's an achievement there, man. That's it, aye. <laughs> when you see Richard's smile, you know it went well around him. Definitely, <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, he, was, he was fairly happy, and I'm speaking to him after, you know, he, he's obviously a quite modest, quiet, modest fella. Speaking to him after, he was very happy with the performances. Yeah, no, that's good. So let's talk about the future then for New Zealand Police. What's in front of you? Um, like, over the next... Um, 12 months Rab we've, we've a few new players in, um, but my focus is to just get everything 
get the band just a better package as it is. I don't want to bring in many more. I yeah. just want to clean everything up. I want to get the plane really tight. I want to get ensemble really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, get the sound really tight. And, and speaking to Angus, the drum sergeant, he's in the same he's in the same mission. It's just to get everything a lot more clean and polished and tighter, and take the band forward from there. And um, over the last three years, we've we've been building the band's nearly completely different from what it was three years ago. Yeah, and we've been building and building and building. Now we've kind of got a really good structure of the band. We're we're just adding players in uh, as they come. Just good players, solid players. Yeah. And obviously, uh, um, there's a few uh, young ones coming through as well that they m- might not make it this year. They already know that, but they're going to hang on, get the experience, oh, we'll do the wee competitions with them, yeah. and get them in next year. So you always have that youth coming through there as well. Go. So that's over the next twelve months and, and, and the lead up to the worlds. We're gonna we're gonna push hard and and you know, okay. just tighten everything. We need to be the way I always look at it. I say we need to be better than we were. Our last competition, we're only as good as we ever were. Our last competition, yeah. So we just always have to be improving upon like that. Continuous improvement kind of yep. model thing. Oh, without a doubt. There I. you go. So you were talking there about youth in the band. Do you have like a teaching program? Um, me and Angus both teach um, um, privately, just a bit mm. of tuition on the side, and we have a few up up and coming players. Angus used to teach in the Scots College in Wellington. Um, Oh, part time yeah, yeah. there but he's moved on to a different job now but he still keeps seeing pupils going mm-hmm. um, and we've also got um, Andrea Fruin uh, in the tenor section there and she's loads of youth coming through there as well and uh, you know there's, there's, there's plenty yeah. of youth coming through it's just a matter of you know in the next couple of years just getting them fitted in and like uh, I say they had to fit in with no problems you know it's like any band they don't need any distractions and as long as they yeah. can fit in they're more than welcome, and we're continuing to teach and build because at the end of the day, that's, that's where the youth is. And it was actually somebody's working out at the Nice's, Rob. The average age of our bands would be 23. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, so it's pretty young. It's quite young, yeah. And it would be a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be appreciated for saying this. It would be a lot younger if a couple of the old bucks in there, you know, into their, <laughs> into their 40s and 50s. So <laughs> I'll probably be killed for saying that. But uh, So, uh, no, it's good. Like, it's a mixture. There's, there's three ex-pipe majors in the band. I don't think there's any other band in the world has that. No, that's um, yeah, good So point. it goes to show you their loyalty to the band and, and mm. obviously the respect I have for them, the respect they have for me um, to play under me. Mm. And, um, like, it's all the well having youth, you need experience in the band. Any band or every band needs experience. Yeah. And thankfully, we have a bit of both. Uh, a bit of experience and, and a bit of youth coming through. So that's it. So with the New Zealand season just around the corner, then mm-hmm. I'm sure the band's furiously learning new material and stuff, putting it all together at the moment. Or regarding the competition stuff, we've changed a few things. Um, mainly just an odd tune here and there, Rob. Um, yeah. Since I come over in January 2015, we've always seemed to be learning music, mm-hmm. um, and just when we get something. Uh, up to standard with changing something for for <laughs> one or another reason. Yeah. So for this year, it was just we're obviously concert stuff. I don't want to overload us with. There's a few changes in the medley and one of the, a few changes in one of the MSRs. Mm-hmm. Don't want to change too much. I no. don't want to bite off more than I can chew. And yeah. then of the issue of, you know, at the end of the day, the competition stuff's priority. That's mm-hmm. where we're, that's what we're competing with. And um, the concert stuff can always take over in the background. So no, there's mm-hmm. a few bits and changes. Um, a few changes to opening tunes, the odd jig and finisher, oh. and uh, a new march as well in the number number two MSR. So, right, well, we'll look forward to hearing it. I tell you. So, with a with a bit of luck, hopefully there'll be a good bit of live streaming produced because I think 
from most of the competitions down under, that's where the majority of the streaming is. Aye. It's all down there. It is, aye. No, there's always somebody that, that has... Um, I think, though, we should we should talk about somebody, you know, maybe getting in touch with yourself and producing, yeah. producing the... You never know. You know, why not? <laughs> I think it's a good opportunity. And, yeah. Um, like, everybody's doing it now, so that's why it. not? So what do you think about the competition scene at home in New Zealand? How does it compare to here in the UK? It's It's different... It's a big, it's a massive subject. Yeah, it's on there out because there's so mm. many things different and well, different aspects um, but, to it. But for the likes of Grade One, you have five, um, my opinion, excellent Grade One bands. The yeah. standard in Grade One um, is exceptional. It really is. Yeah. Um, because if you look at the results down the last three years, there's never somebody consistently, um, you know, winning piping or winning ensemble. It's, no, it's always true. a mixed mixed it's group. Changing, um, yeah. You know, Canterbury's always. Um, very strong, always a very strong mm-hmm. drum corps. Very sh- they've got a, a full package there, you know. Yeah. And and then you've also Manawatu in Auckland District and Invercargill. Always, you know, There's strong bands in there. Very so strong bands. Yeah. So it's it's different. It's good competition. It's very good, healthy competition. Um, lower down the grades compared to home. When I was talking, actually, a few members of Auckland and District of Moira, and they were saying they couldn't believe the highest standard there was in. Over here mm-hmm. in Moira, in the lower grades, yeah. um, and again, it's something that there you go. You know, it's it's one thing a lot of Irish bands have always been renowned for is always having a good tone, a good sound, a good from, sound. Yeah. From grade one to grade four, mm-hmm. and it was very evident when you actually did go to listen to Moira that you could hear that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but the, the scenes, um, they run the scene slightly different. They have what they call a street march over there. Um, yeah, that was great to watch. Actually, it what? is. It, it is. It is, isn't it? There's pros and cons, Rob. The problem mm. is, if it's flooding early in the morning, oh yeah, and you you're competing in a grade two, uh, uh, an MSR and a medley in four hours' time. It's yeah, and it's very unfair. You know, yeah. I think uh, personally, I think it should be made optional. Um, it is judged. Mm. However, it's not contributed to the Marshall Swain Reel and medley no, results. It's, so it's all separate. It's all yeah. separate. So, um, I think speaking to the we had a chat the grade one pipe we just had a chat the day of Nelson last year and we felt that mm. it was not a waste of time but it, it was it spoiled the rest of the day for the rest of the bands especially for the bands and yeah. um, players come over from afar and bands travel and spend a lot of money to get there for it to be rained on and to spoil the show for them yeah, or yeah. spoil their chance of actually pushing through and all the grade one pipe majors agreed you know I think it's kind of it's just a, it's just like a, a parade, and you're you know you're judged. There's all the piping judges there, so you have eight piping judges. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, sorry, four piping judges. You got two drumming judges, two ensemble judges, yeah. and they're standing at different points, and you have to do so oh, many I wheels. See, right. So it's basically, you know, right wheel, left wheel, right wheel, left wheel, finish uh-huh. line sort of thing. Right, and then right. you're also judged in dress, marching, and deportment, and nice. all that. But it's, it's a bit over the top. Stringent, no, yeah, aye. In my opinion, know. if they wanted to do that, they should give you that option after the competition. Yeah. Like, you know, like, for example, Port Rush, where everybody goes down oh, the street, yeah. there's good atmosphere. Right. And if you want to judge it then, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. All but right. it's just, it's a wee bit pointless, in my opinion. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will be annoyed at me saying that, but it's, I think a large mm-hmm. majority would like to well, either it. leave it that it's, that it's um, optional or just do away with it. Yeah. You know, so. No, food for thought, definitely. But it is one thing we don't do in the UK here. Yeah. And I don't know. It it's used to be after every parade you had a like a march of the town afterwards. Aye. That aye. doesn't seem to happen too often now. It's no, just Port Rush mainly. I've seen Port Rush and, and obviously Port Rush been um, 
a holiday resort. It's always a good atmosphere as well yeah. for the band. And one final uh, blowout for the end of the year, and everybody's out in the streets, and it's good for like the kids and families and uh, grandmothers uh, and love all that, you know. Oh, so, that's it. That is a good uh, end of the season. It is a good end of the yeah. season, rap. So, Emmett, I'm going to let you go um, <laughs> because. I think I've annoyed you long enough. So, all the very best for the guys in New Zealand Police. Thank I'm you, yeah. really looking forward to seeing you coming into the season and then with the up and coming concert coming. Yeah, we're very much looking forward to the, the competition season and we're going to be pushing really hard to just get that wee bit better. There get you go. Wee bit better. Good stuff. Well, that'll do, Emma. Thanks so Thank much for chatting to me. Thanks for having me, Rob. Thank you. There you have it. Exciting times ahead for the guys at New Zealand Police. Thanks very much, Emmett. That was awesome to get chatting to you, pal. And if anything, I'm so happy to be able to bring that here to the podcast because I am aware that a lot of people tune in from New Zealand. So there you go. It's awesome to hear about the piping scene down there and also what's happening, everything with New Zealand Police and what's in front of them. Exciting times with the concert and everything coming up, so I'm looking forward to that. Right. Now, possibly the interview that you've all been waiting for. As if Willie McCallum, Roddy McLeod, Emmett Conway isn't enough for you, this is possibly the one that you may have been waiting for. This is the one that Fred Morrison fans have been dying for. Now, to be fair, Fred Morrison was so busy on the day I went to meet him at Straban in the Alley Theatre. He didn't really have too long to talk to me. So, it's a short interview. It isn't long, but... I managed to get some pretty juicy gossip from the man himself, the legend. And what is, what's going to be happening for him in 2018? So exciting. If anything, I'm a massive Fred Morrison fan. And even I couldn't believe my ears when he was talking about it. I was like, oh, oh man, that's so awesome. So, right, without further ado, this is for all you Fred Morrison fans out there. Myself included. Here is the legend himself. Mr. Fred Mars. Well, I'm here at the Alley Theatre in Straban, and it's a place I've never been before. It's a good, what, two and a half hour drive away from my home, but I'm here for a very good reason. I'm here to chat to the legend in the piping scene, Mr. Fred Morrison. How are you, Fred? Okay, I'm great here. <laughs> um, I've been, uh, this is my third time here in Straban, and uh, we're just about to start the workshop, and I'm feeling great. There's a good crowd here, so... Everything's hunky-dory so far. So far. Well, I have to say, first of all, congratulations on Laurent. Oh, brilliant. Another historic win. How did that go? Oh, it's, well, it's great. It's great to get the thing done like that. You know, it's a very, very uh, tough competition to take part in. You're at that, just playing all day. And there's a lot of kind of really up-tempo music under, you know, kind of competition stress. So, I mean, it's a, it's a real kind of tall order, that competition, but it... It's a great event over there. You know, it's great. It's so well covered, so well attended. And it's just, it's a great thing to be a part of. That's the truth. Certainly. And I'm sure the amount of titles going your direction isn't a bad thing either. Uh, Well, I guess so. That makes it nicer. (laughs) (laughs) So the last time I was chatting to you, Fred, was at the launch of the live trio album at the Pipe and Life Festival. Ah. How did that go for you? Great. That was fine. Um, I remember that well, Fluke were playing that night. That's right, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a great night, and since then the, the album's been uh, uh, very well received. So, uh, I think it'll be going grand that way, aye. Oh, excellent. So, you did kind of give us a little tease the last time that there may be a possible another album in the works? Yeah, I need to get a new studio album out, like the yeah. same kind of, along the same kind of lines as Outlands. Um, I've got lots of new material, but it's just kind of pinning myself down to, you know, commit to the time, and I need to do that. I was <coughs> hoping, you know, I know it's 
I've been saying for ages that I'm going to start it in the early spring or something, but I really mean it. I've got to do it, you know. Well, I'm sure if anything, though, it'll be a labour of love. It's the kind of thing you don't want to start. Absolutely. But then once you start it, though, aye, that would be it. Well, hopefully, aye. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the last one, the Outlands one. So, I just have to get, get my head down and get on with it, that's it. <laughs> Uh, so we did, uh, well, on the last show, whenever we were talking to yourself, we were asking about learning how to play. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about how you got started off, your learning journey, if you want? Sure. Uh, my, my piping journey comes from my family. My dad was a piper, and I used to hear him playing all the time. He was from the Hebrides, the island of South Uist, and at that time, Uist in particular was just full of pipers. Every family had pipers in it, yeah. and it was very much a kind of... Uh, way of life to be honest so all my uncles and family and that kind of place were, that, that's really where, where my background comes from and since then I've got into the competition thing and then I've got into the folk thing and then I've spread my wings to like learning illin pipes and low whistles and that kind of thing and uh, I just I love it all the only thing I haven't done is get into a pipe band I've never played in a pipe band ah, see that was going to be my next question is, have yeah. you ever ventured into the world of pipe bands there you go yeah. I, I, I don't know why it was just like I guess coming from the kind of uh, US thing it's a different thing it's like more like playing around in croft houses and island games and yeah. that kind of thing it's a different thing but I love going to the worlds and hearing all the bands and it's great, you know, like Phil Marshall playing the hard drive and Inverary playing the Jig Sky and a yeah. lot of bands playing your tunes that's good, that's really, that's, that's an honour that, to hear. That's bound to have felt good hearing that. If anything, Phil Marshall's medley's been a big topic of conversation this year, of yeah. just how awesome it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you find it yourself, hearing your tunes being played by such oh, a big band? Oh, I love band? it, it's, it's an honour and it's great to hear the treatment they had of it you know, it was really brilliant. I thought thought that was outstanding. Last year's um, Inverary were playing the Jig Sky, which That's was a really right, kind of yeah. popular hit. So, uh, yeah. and a lot of bands playing different tunes here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really nice to hear. It is honestly. That's it. So, who knows? With any of the new material coming down, we may hear bands playing that in the future. You never know. Well, you never know. Yeah. You just never know. <laughs> So, for the likes of yourselves, you're running around doing various workshops. That's what brings you here today. Yeah. Uh, you also have a concert here tonight. Yeah. Um, is this kind of the bread and butter of your, your world at the minute, is doing workshops? I don't do a lot of workshops. I do a lot of concerts. Yeah. Uh, workshops are kind of maybe three or four a year. Some of them are bigger ones in the States, where you might do two or three days teaching, but they always involve concerts as well. But the main part is like when I'm on, like doing... Uh, you know, a lot of concerts these days, a lot and then of course um, the business side of things is really busy, I mean extremely yeah, busy with you know? the rail pipes and everything yeah. rail pipes and illin pipes now too as well oh yeah, that's yeah. right yeah. Yeah. Of course. so then in the near future for 2018, what do we have to look forward to from yourself? Well hopefully the new album <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the new album and I've got a lot like new material that people will be, hope, I hope will be well received but that's yeah. not for me to see, of course. That's for me to find out. <laughs> but um, that's the main thing. I'm going to try and get a new album on the go and, uh, and keep everything going in that direction. Oh, that's excellent. Well, Fred, I'm not going to keep you any longer. The crowd's starting to gather, so thank you very much for chatting to me on the show. Cheers, pal. Thank, thank you. you. Wow. Fred, you are a legend, my friend. Thank you so much, first of all, for taking out that little small clip of time to yeah to talk to me because as we were sitting there chatting away and having an interview there was people all sitting around everywhere staring at us in 
uh, we're waiting on a workshop, Rab. Can you like shut your face and clear off because we're here to get a workshop and you're sitting burning time? It was awesome. I was sitting chatting away to Fred all about everything and then realised, oh, I'm sitting and everyone's waiting. But hey, it was fantastic. So you heard it here on the podcast, guys. Fred Morrison has said himself he will need to get an album done for 2018. And he hopes, well, the plan is to get another studio album out. So he has loads of material. He just has to get it recorded. How exciting is that? Uh, 2018 is going to be a good year for music, I think. Especially in the Celtic music scene. Because we have so many great new releases coming. But where are they? Where are they? Of course, we've been waiting on Doogie from the Chili Pipers. He's been working on his first solo album. Where's that, Doogie? Also, Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton that we were just chatting about, they've been working on Symbosis too. You know, the follow-up to their first album. Where's that, guys? It seemed to be that they were working away furiously, uploading little clips here and there, little sneak peeks, and then all of a sudden, bupkis, nothing. Where is it, guys? Your public awaits. We're dying to hear this new album. Ah, cannot wait. And now we're getting the news that Fred Morrison could be heading into the studio. Ah, man, so exciting. I cannot wait for all of these new releases. It's just going to be an awesome, awesome year in piping music. Now, one last little bit of piping news, I suppose, that I should have brought to the first part of the show is that we've been getting a lot of messages asking for Inverarian District tickets. We did speak about how Inverarian District are coming to Ballymena for a concert here in Northern Ireland at the start of next year. We are not selling tickets. I have to tell you this now. Everyone seems to be contacting our show. So here, uh, Rob, I want four tickets for that Inverary gig. Uh, can you sort me out? I... Uh, mm, I'm not the box office. I yeah, I'm not looking after ticket sales. Unfortunately, that is falling to Bali Breast Pipe Band. And I say unfortunately, it's because there hasn't been too much information about how to get the tickets at the moment. I think Bali Breast Pipe Band are furiously trying to put something together so they can get a box office opened for the concert. So I think it's watch this space at the moment. I think. These tickets for this Balamina concert from Inverary are going to go so quickly, so fast, that they know themselves that there's going to be a huge demand for this concert, so they want to do it right. So, bear with us, bear with (laughs) Bally Brace Pipe Band as they try to get through the semantics of how to get these tickets sold. So, once we have the details of where you can grab your tickets, we will let you know, rest assured, because we'll be standing in the queue right there with you looking at a set of tickets ourselves so do not fear right guys i hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast not so much a topic of the week but we figured we'd bring you a series of interviews with kind of the who's who of the piping world some of the giants in the piping scene actually and it's just awesome to chat to these people especially when they take the time just to sit and have a chat and tell us all about everything that's going on yeah it's, bad. it's just awesome. So thank you, first of all, to Andrew. And that for that was his first attempt at interviewing. I think he'd done a stellar job. Well done, Andrew. And, yeah, if there's any interviews that you guys out there would like us to get, please do contact us and we will do our best to line something up. 
Also, if you have a suggestion for topic of the week, any ideas or suggestions for the show, please do email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We do love to hear from you. Plus your voicemails. We've got very little voicemails this last month or two, really. Nobody sent in any voicemails. So if you can, record a little a little message, a little MP3 or whatever, and email it over to us, and your voice could be on the podcast, and it'll be just amazing to hear from you. That would be cool. Right. That's it, guys. Another Big Rab Show podcast is in the can. Next week's podcast, we will be bringing you a proper discussion, a topic of the week, if you will. And, yeah, perhaps more, more, more piping news, more goodness, as always. Right, guys. Thanks a million. Do the usual. Share it with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't already on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. Give us that all-important rating. And tell your mates about our wee show. Because each and every week it grows and more people are discovering us. And that's what it's all about. Introducing more people to our amazing pipe band life. Okay guys, I will see you all again on the Big Rap Show podcast next week. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances... G1 Reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Vararian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best.